Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here with episode 39, another On the Road Again series. We are covering Carlo Bivari, also known as Carlsbad, for those of you English and German speakers out there. Uh, so yeah, we are hoping to give you some great travel details about Carlo Bivari, in case you plan to go there. And uh, with no further ado, I'd like to introduce my amazing co-host, my buddy Jared. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Chad, you sound so so relaxed. You sound so cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> it almost seems like you've had a, you know, a full just time to be rejuvenated, refreshed, have your chakras aligned, drink the freshest water known to man, and uh, really just soak in that luxury lifestyle. You're not wrong, Jared. Your face looks you are not clean. wrong. <laughs> It's that mineral water. It has some <laughs> magical properties. What can I say? Did you get it? Did you did you part? I mean, that's a dumb question, obviously, but I don't even want to jump the gun. If you want to see some pictures from Carlo Vivari and or Carlsbad, I, I, I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with. Which one do you think I should do for the title, for example? I I mean, I like Carlo Vivari, but I'm obviously biased. All right, it's since authentic. I'm learning Czech. Uh, well, well I'll, I'll think about it because I feel like. Carl's, Carl Vivari. I'll, maybe I'll do both. Slash? Uh, we'll see. You could. You could. Anyway, to see pictures from Carl Vivari, slash. It is fun to say. <laughs> it, it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, it? I didn't realize how it was spelled, even though I even saw the picture on our Instagram, which is Untranslatable Podcast, mm-hmm. of um, the sign that says Carlo Vivari. I didn't really realize how it was spelled. I was like, oh, it's Carlo V is one word. And then Vadi mm-hmm. is because it almost sounds like Vivadi is the next is a word. Oh, that's fair. Um, I have that problem when I hear Czech a lot of times. <laughs> and in Czech, there's a lot of pronouns that are one letter, like S, V, Z, Z uh, sorry, Z, N. Oh, man. Yeah, so those are like different prepositions and stuff. So, do you, is, are there, yeah. um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to untranslatable one, the number one. If you want to email us, Go to untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us emails about your untranslatables, some of your favorite travels, your favorite on-the-road-again locations, and um, and more. Also, rate us, review us, always five stars because, you know, it's jammed permanently, and that's the only thing you can give us. And really, what else <laughs> would you it. even give us if there were other options? Uh, so, uh, so please, five stars. You don't even have to write comments. Just, uh, you know, do whatever you want. But... Uh, are there um I uh, now I forgot what my question was. That's why I kept <laughs> I thought I could rush through it to remember and I forgot. Um <clears throat> welcome back, buddy. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. I um was looking through uh Twitter, scrolling as I tend to do a lot, and um I saw something that reminded me of our uh kind of of our fast food episode. And okay. kind of an episode that I that I, uh, I I would I oh and kind of your trip to the grocery store that's also what misconceptions of American food. Oh nice. So the uh, NFL played uh, they play one NFL game in in London every year at Wembley Stadium, and what Wembley does is they uh, swap out their usual fish and chips and bangers and mash whatever other garbage they eat, and they put in some <laughs> um, American food. And this year, they uh, what they did, which was for the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, the Los. Oh, they already. 
the Chargers already moved to Los Angeles? I thought that was a – I didn't realize that. Uh, play the Tennessee Titans in London. And um, they uh, – so – oh, sorry. I'm, I'm deciding whether I'm going to read or whether I'm just going to tell you as I'm reading it. But I'll just tell you. They swapped out their usual fare for what is essentially a oversized hot dog. Like, think of a – I'd say this is two feet long. No exaggeration. Are you, are you serious? Two feet long. A double footer hot dog right there? A foot and a half. A foot and a half. Foot, okay. Two wow. two feet. That's, that's a big hot dog. Of hot dog with a long bun. And it's more, um, you know, it actually kind of looks like a good bun because they wouldn't have like garbagey kind of bun. Oh, maybe they would. I don't know. And on top of that is macaroni and cheese. And on top of the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Wait, on the hot dog? Is ketchup. <laughs> Oh, gross. Oh, God. I don't know if that's better or worse than some of the food items we mentioned in the last episode. All right. Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather eat that hot dog and suffer what I don't even know what would happen? Or would you rather eat the uh, the, the UK pizza with the hot dog and the stuffed crust? You got to eat one. What would you eat? I would do the pizza. Why? Well, because it's just the way that it's set up. I'm not eating the pizza while I'm eating the hot dog. I eat the pizza. With mac and cheese and ketchup. I eat the pizza, <laughs> and then I eat a hot dog at the end. And the hot dog I don't want, really. It's kind of probably gross. But the pizza is probably just your standard your standard shitty pizza. <laughs> That's fair. And so What happens, with though? The, with the hot dog... Uh, that the these English people, uh, I, I think they almost put these things out to purposely insult us, almost. Probably. Uh, they're like, uh, this is what you stupid Americans like at your fat people football <laughs> games, right? <laughs> you want to see proper yeah, footy, you come over here to Wembley on another day, on any other day. <laughs> right. Watch a real team play. Um, Why would you? Oh, that's just, that's so crazy on so many levels. With the levels. hot dog with the mac and cheese on top, you have to eat the entire I mean, I guess you could scoop off the mac and cheese from the top somehow. <laughs> that's a, but that, that almost sounds seems like, like a it's lot causing of work. more of a mess. <laughs> that's true. So you kind of have to eat the hot dog and the mac and cheese as one. You do not have to eat the pizza oh, and the hot dog as one. That's fair. That's a good strategy. And honestly, by the time I got to the, uh, like, a couple bites into the hot dog, I'd probably be full at that point anyway. Like, at, at, after eating a slice of, like, it's like, think about when you eat a Chicago-style pizza. Like I eat more than one slice almost every time. Two slices and I'm done though. But always after one slice, I'm always like, all right. See now what you're doing to yourself is just uh, abuse at this point uh, for the pure just gluttony, gluttony right this there. Is, this, you yeah, have, like for you've sure. already you're fine. I mean you were more than full probably halfway through this thing. Now you're just crossing over into full gluttony. Now it's just let's see let's see if I can do this. Let's see if I can I I got a little space. Let's see if I can fit one more slice in here. And oh, then you uh, crawl out of there, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this beer was also a great idea with this cake pizza. So, yeah, uh, London, um, you're wrong for doing this. Oh, also in 2015, when the Bills played the Jaguars, uh, the concession chef reportedly uh, spent a week in Buffalo. <laughs> in parentheses, this is GrowUpStreet.com. They put our apologies. <laughs> and served <laughs> Buffalo wings with something called, quote-unquote, Louisiana sauce. So at least it was buffalo oh wings. I mean, that's uh, at least you got. I mean, I'm sure they weren't anywhere as 
you know, I'm sure B-dubs is probably better than it, but at least it's a attempt. Right. B-dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings is a chain of 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 uh, uh, wing places in America. I, I, I feel like I need to mention that. <laughs> that's fair. That, no, that's good. I really like B-dubs uh, or Buffalo Wild Wings. I haven't been there in a while, I haven't, uh, but I, I have no problems with it. Right. I, I, I wish they would so somehow figure out a better serving technique. The the multiples of tiny little paper trays is just not efficient. Oh, I mean, I guess it works and it's clean for as far as their job goes because you just right. throw it away. I well, I hope they're recycling them, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. As you, I feel like as I'm, soon as you I'm, start asking questions, you start hearing answers you don't want to. You don't want to. That's know. fair. That's a good point. I feel like I'm really curious now, though. What? What the heck is even Louisiana sauce? Um, I don't know. What? I don't know. And how was that the sauce you thought of while you spent a week in Buffalo, New York? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You probably went to some random like family-owned bar that had some special Louisiana sauce know, or something. I know, which was also probably some knockoff of like just Buffalo sauce. Right. Also, we were talking about uh, Halloween recently, last episode, I mm-hmm. believe. And um, I believe I mentioned that uh, – well, first of all, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you get different trending stories over there? Like, are, is your trending stories on, on – oh, you don't use Twitter, though. I don't. So it's hard for you – okay, never mind then. Anyway. My, my, my Facebook has stayed the same. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about Facebook. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I believe I mentioned that every year – there is always someone somewhere that decides to uh, uh, play it risque with the with the costumes. Uh oh! And I got what one. Happened? First of all, this one also he brought his kid into it, <laughs> which is just like oh, no. now I feel like the right thing to do, which I'm sure is not going to happen, uh, is we bring CPS in and it's like, hey. Uh, anyway, first I want you to guess <laughs> what the costume is. It's him and his kid? Yeah, and his daughter's next to them, but I don't think she's involved in the costume. I think her costume's separate. But he also has a daughter as well. The kid, the, by right. the way, the kid looks like he's about, I don't know, anywhere from four to seven. All right, I got to ask, is this a white person? Of course. <laughs> Were they doing blackface? No, not blackface. That's too easy. Okay. That would be too easy. What, this what is the is untranslatable it? podcast. It's a little bit more worldly of a topic than a ba- blackface would be. But a little more worldly. So is it a good? Is it a good? Is it a good type of costume or a bad type of costume? Yeah, Chad. I brought a nice, light, heartwarming story about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible That's true. Halloween You're not costumes. me. <laughs> You're not me. That's true. Okay. Um, it's you know worldly. as Chad would say before I tell you guys what this costume was I just want to say respect and love for everyone oh I'll, we'll also say this they're in Kentucky they're in Kentucky oh is it something more of a is worldly something negative did I said worldly, worldly topic keep that in mind that's a clue out there for all of our uh... I, <laughs> yeah I, I I you know I'd say hmm. there's two of them it's a worldly topic with these two people worldly topic with two i know when you're gonna tell me i'm gonna be like oh i should have got that too i'm sure you know it's causing it caused war in the streets i'll tell you that much it definitely caused a lot of war in the streets these two all right these two i have with no these idea world, with this worldly topic 
What is it? So a Kentucky father uh, who donned a Nazi uniform and dressed oh, his God. son as Adolf Hitler for Halloween. Oh, Jesus. Why? For a Halloween event has apologized. <laughs> like, why even bother apologizing at that point, by the way? So Yeah, I mean, you know what you were doing. The, fa- the dad oh, dressed God. up as a in the blue uniform, which I believe is like an SS uh, soldier, maybe. Or like uh, some sort of uh, general or something, essentially Nazi. Okay. And then the son, I believe, is just I, you know obviously they blur out the kid's face. Um, but I'm gonna assume I, I believe I saw another picture where the where there was a Nazi. Uh, there was a uh, like a Nazi must like mustache on the kid as well. A uh, Nazi, mm-hmm. excuse me, Hitler mustache Hitler on the kid. Mustache. And they both have uh, swastikas. <laughs> oh, it's the full on costume. This costume, by the way, looks too good. This costume looks like you got it from, like, you keep it folded up and tucked up nicely in your basement. And you go there and you're like, I'm proud of of grandpa. This costume, I'm not even kidding, looks too nice. But anyway, um, I think, uh, I I was not even joking about CPS. CPS needs to come and get that freaking dad and that mom taking that fucking picture. (laughs) Right. Like, who thought this was a good idea? And who thought this would be a fun picture to put online? Right. Oh, look at people, me and my son people... just going as a fun. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Oh, my people. You know, every day I think people can't get stupider. And then you tell me something like this. By the way, um, can I give you something here real quick? Sure. So the, the, uh, the father initially tried to defend his choice, writing that. Anyone who knows us knows that we love our history and often dress the part of historical figures. I'm sure they have some great slave costumes uh, down in the <laughs> oh, as well. So can right. I write, he, on his Instagram, he posted on his Instagram because he was so proud of his, his dumb ass. Tonight, me and my family went to the Trail of Treats at the riverfront. They, and I'm sure the Trail of Treats are like, why are you putting us on blast? It's like, we didn't ask you to dress right. up as Nazis. <laughs> Also, 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 though, I really don't like that term trail. Of I know treats. that sounds I know. I know that almost sounds like why didn't you why didn't you go as like Christopher Columbus or something at the riverfront? Right. They had a wonderful time um, tonight. Oh, yeah. Him and his family had a wonderful time and are very happy. Also, by the way, happy H.A.S.P.P.Y. with their uh, right there, by the way, Candy Hall. But I lowercase i um i'm not even <laughs> is it, i first had to wipe to see if there was like a smudge on my screen or if like no that's a lowercase i but i need to uh speak out about um all right i'm just gonna stop calling out all the grammar mistakes there's a lot of grammar mistakes because there's a random period there about anyone who knows surprised. us uh knows that we love history and often dressed a part of historical figures tonight as we walked we saw some uh we saw people dressed as murderers devils serial killers Blood and gore of all sorts. Nobody batted an eye. But my little boy and I uh, dress as historical figures, and it, merit, and, and it merits people not only make snide remarks, but approaching us and threatening my little five-year-old boy. That's right. Uh, no posture, by the way. Tonight, uh, tonight, <laughs> tonight, grown adults threatened a child over his costume, threatened his mom and dad as well. Well, the parents definitely deserved it. Threatened to rip his outfit off of him, screaming obscenities, scaring a small child. First off, it's none of your business. Second, how dare you? I mean, how dare you threaten a child? Me, 
it's one thing, but my child, you are messing with fire. I do want to thank the people who intervened. Uh, I spelled intervened wrong. And for those good people we interacted with, yes, liberalism is alive and well, and we had the displeasure of dealing with the fruits of the so-called, quote-unquote, tolerant left. Wow. All because he couldn't wear a Nazi costume. His, the, you know, they were all just trying to wear these makeup people, these makeup serial killers and murderers. We had the decency to do the research and <laughs> properly dress up in perfect period correct costumes so good that we could blend in just walking down the street in 1935 Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, I just... Oh, man. Oh, my God. I think um, while Glowfuck dressed as a Confederate soldier... Oh, sorry. I said his last name. Well, fuck you. Uh, For Halloween last year, he denied being a racist. Well, they never are. They never are. Referring to white supremacy as disgusting. (laughs) That's why I dressed up as one of the greatest white supremacists. (laughs) Why why would you... Known to modern history. Why would you even think (laughs) that either of those costumes are a good idea? I love how he says white supremacy is disgusting as he's literally dressing up as one of the most noted white supremacy white supremacist in history. Right. Wrote books about it. I'm sure he read the book uh, can, many can times. I, can I ask you? Well. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So I I agree 100 percent with a, you. Just uh, a quirky costume. I don't know. I what the problem is. <laughs> I, my my thing. Okay, so. I feel like if you go as a Nazi, uh-huh. it's pretty pretty fucked up on a lot of levels, right? Yeah, probably. Full what regalia. If, not only, I mean, let's. I, yes, Nazi in general just don't do it, but full regalia. What if you What if you went as a dead Nazi? Is that okay? Are you wearing a swastika? I mean, that's what Nazis wear. I feel like I feel like the swastika is the line. That's kind of like the Confederate flag okay. of Nazism. You know what I'm saying? It's like I mean, 100. percent That's I, I feel like the swastika is is the line stepping. And I even hate comparison because when we're comparing slavery, but you know, you know, I I, hate, I don't like to do that. Right. But uh, we're, like I, I feel like this wearing the symbol is a definite line step to begin with. And second of all. Just why go? Why go? Why? Why? That that would be yeah, my second. I, I it's like there's it so many options. Why would you right. wh- wh- just avoid Nazi altogether? It's so easy. Exactly. So so even if you avoid the the uh, the swastika, which I think is the first and foremost, if you have the swastika, I don't care who you're going as. I don't care if you have like a full on like bullet hole through your head. Even though that's not really kill himself, I guess. But like uh, if you have like a syringe in your or a, I don't know. But uh, um. Like there's no no like just 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 avoid it at all costs. It's it, it's just easier that way. Right. That's and also crazy, don't man. subject your fucking little kid to this that doesn't know any better. Like the kid right. doesn't know anything too. Like that's the worst part to me. Of of course not. And I don't care how much you say that your kid knows about history. Your your a five year old child has no idea what the ramifications and implications of. Going as one of the most evil people in history of humankind, they right. won't get that. And um, and and I, I, I it's the dad that he, that was in the costume with them, but I cannot let the mom go without being mentioned because she's a piece of shit as well because she let this shit happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just don't get how she's no yeah, better. Why she would you she, think that she okay, thought that that right? was okay, and I I feel like I just need to mention that this she's part of the problem. Right. And she knew who she married, and and apparently so his Facebook was obviously filled with uh, white pride doesn't mean white hate. Being a liberal means oh being God. a hypocrite. Standard, you know, the standard rhetoric stuff. But um, right. It just goes along with the whole. Uh, it's just history, you know. I don't know what what's the big deal. Uh, it's so funny right. because oh. It's so uh, now, as I say that I scroll down a little bit farther and I see the wife uh, going to town on Facebook. So um, there you go. I didn't even I, Interesting. I barely had to scroll to. Uh... So yeah, I um, feel like that that costume is bad on a whole lot of levels. What happens if you knock on somebody's door and they're Jewish and they lost a family member in the Holocaust? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's just I, I I don't know if it's just history. I feel like it's, they should yeah. be allowed to punch you in the face or. <laughs> right right yeah uh, oh, yeah man. i don't know but um yeah no there's just I mean, so many better ways to be celebrate Halloween than that for uh right. probably anyone to uh open the door and see someone right with full nazi regalia at your door it's like oh right and you know, and also like how stupid how stupid can you be <laughs> right how how stupid can you be you're going out in public uh-huh you know what if you have a costume party and it's a history themed costume party I'm not nope. saying I would dress nope. as a Nazi. I'm still saying no. But I'm still saying no. Right. Leave your Nazi costume at home and praise it at home quietly. <laughs> or like just don't racist. praise any Nazi costumes. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, d- do it quietly in the qu- confines of your home, like Helga Pataki, like, and have the decency to show up at work and pretend to be friends with uh, your black coworkers, like a good American. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. That's, that's fun stuff happening in um, in America. I, and, and I'm sure there's more to come. By the way, this just I mean, I I, I th- it's it's always they always trickle in, you know. You always got to wait for people's uh, people's uh, social medias to get tapped. A few people will be like, oh, I'm surprised I had no idea. that hasn't gone viral yet, uh, or has it gone viral? Uh, you know, it's so hard to gauge viral on Twitter these days. Um, I thought like a hundred thousand. Uh, retweets was viral then it's probably gone viral in that sense i would say i would say so yeah probably that just sounds like a bad idea on so many levels oh yeah for sure these people next year for halloween be a little bit more smart with you be a little smarter with your halloween costume ideas that would be that would be great don't go as a nazi don't go in blackface go as one go as one of your favorite uh show characters for example the minstrel show that's what's that? <laughs> yo man. That joke would have been so good if Chad was a little bit more educated. <laughs> <laughs> the minstrel show, minstrel shows are uh, the shows that people like the black, the original blackface shows that people put on were called minstrel shows. Oh, that's kind really? of where blackface was started, okay. where they would put on those shows and they were called minstrel shows. That joke would gotcha. have been so good if Chad had a adequate history class. I'm not going to blame you. I'm going to blame American education systems. <laughs> That's fair. Blame them all you want. Blame them all you want, buddy. Well, I would like to um we've been a little negative to start our pod and I thought that was hilarious. I've had a very, I wouldn't say negative. I mean it's it's, it's hilarious, <laughs> but there's a little bit of negativity it was in there. Negative. Anyways, yeah, of course. Anyways, I want to give one shout out today. Um well, first of all, Actually, no. Let me take that back. I want to give two shout-outs. <laughs> also, also, 
Also, after I give this first shout out, you're gonna that that gun cock will not be a good uh, representation of it because my first shout oh, out. God damn it! You know exactly where I'm going with this. My first shout out goes to all the families and people who have lost someone in the recent shootings in the Pittsburgh synagogue, which killed 11. Also killed, um, I believe, a woman, a man or a woman who was a Holocaust survivor. Oh, Can you imagine that, geez. dude? Jeez. You survived the Holocaust, you come to America, and you die in a synagogue in your late 90s. I know. Living, living the quote-unquote American dream. You, you right. apparently made it. Yeah. So that's my first shout-out is to all of you. Well, now I really regret um, that uh, gun cock. <laughs> I, I told you. Oh, maybe sorry, it was just sorry. really good production, and it was all like, uh, but my laughing didn't help. And <laughs> yeah, no, that is. Yeah, well, that, I, that's my bad. I should have given you a heads up. That was going to be one of my shout outs. No, 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 no. Um, no that's that. That was a that is a good shout out. It needs to be said. I yeah, mentioned to you that and, that uh, that, um, that happened while I was at um, while I was at um, that uh, that play slash wealth management meeting slash uh, uh, lunch I had. And mm -hmm. um, I was p taking peeks at my phone throughout the day, obviously, because I'm a <laughs> millennial. And um, right. I kept I, like I kept wondering, I was like, does anyone else in here? Because as I mentioned, I was the youngest person in there by about 40 years, besides for the other two people I was with. Uh, or excuse me, three people, not two people, because my panel teacher was is old, too. And uh, I, I, I was sitting there uh, just, you know, throughout the day wondering, I was like, does anyone else know that, uh, you know, that a shooting happened today? Right. Like it's a shooting just happened. It was it was and I, you know, obviously I didn't I didn't I, I decided not to bring it up, but it was a very ominous feeling to just sit there and, and kind of know that and, and not be able to uh, to say anything. Right. We're li we're living in scary times. The, um, that's for sure. I know. I mean. The thing about our now is it's ah yeah I don't want to say all right what's your other shout out? My other shout out though is to um, two um, Muslim American nonprofits that um, started a crowdfunding campaign um, that has raised more than a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for the victims of the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. I saw that. So shout out yeah so shout out to the Muslim American nonprofits. Celebrate Mercy and MP Power Change, um, who were the two groups behind the campaign. Um, um, also, these um, groups are in partnership with the Islamic Center of Pittsburgh. I think it's really amazing and really touching when people of other faiths come together as a community to help out others. Um, so I agree that that's that's a powerful powerful statement. It is. You know, and it brings a little bit of light into something that is such a sad and dark tragedy. So, yeah. Uh, and I, and I'd I, like to thank. And, and I mm -hmm. think, um, you know, there. Eh, I almost don't even want to. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> just keep. Never mind. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. how. I don't want to. No, I don't want to make it too real. OK. Yeah. It's I mean, these We're situations to are tough. Shout outs here to these. To, right. Uh, these people. Right. So I, I would just like to say that. Um, I think it's safe to say Jared and I both um, really commend 
everyone who is willing to give a helping hand in these difficult times. Yeah, um, it's scary. It's so. especially, I mean, it's, it's close to home. I, I, it's right on the other side, across the state from me. Right, exactly. Well, Jared, you know, in these difficult times, sometimes we need to drown out our sorrows <laughs> and a tasty beer always helps. I'm going to say pour some out for the, uh, for the victims of the uh, shooting in Pittsburgh. Uh, let me grab my... Uh, um another tone wood right yes so we're back in our tone wood series this time we're back with a uh this is a another a 16 fluid ouncer so it's a bigger can i uh, in america uh i'll give you a, a little uh early uh see this is why this clock is so good because even now it just how does it know that i'm about to do this just it senses well it. we would call this uh, we would call this a uh, tall boy Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll show you the can. It's uh, this is a Tonewood Improv. It's a uh, double IPA, which means it's eight percent. Oh wow! Uh, so okay. it it is a uh, it's it's a strong. Oh, that's cool. It's a cool. It's a it's got a light um, a light uh, uh wrap to the can. It's yellows and lighter yellows, and it says Improv, and it has two saxophones on it, blowing out hops. Because uh, mm-hmm. the double IPA, uh, the it's obviously what it is is also known as an imperial IPA sometimes, and it's a uniquely American style uh, that is uh, takes its it's like it's it's much like American IPAs, uh, uh, which I had before I believe, or American pale ale as they call them. It's the all it, all, all of these. What they have in common is a uh, just unique, like un- very specific and unique. American hops and what makes the double IPAs or Imperials uh, unique is that they have, as you could guess, uh, more hops, usually double the amount of hops and to usually balance that out. They'll also add in more uh, malts. And um, what I was thinking as I was doing this review is that it might be nice to pour it into glasses and see what Mm -hmm. and be able to describe what it looks like. But I honestly, one, I've already started and haven't done that yet. And there's no going back now. And honestly, I really do enjoy the uh, like when I have a can. I do enjoy drinking out of a can. Cans I think are better than glasses at keeping things cold. It it has a nice unique flavor to the can. I kind of enjoy them. I don't have a problem with cans. So uh, I'm gonna. Uh, so there is no color review. Maybe next time we can do that on further reviews. Uh, but I, since I have these cans and I love these cool cans because once again, all of these. Except for one one beer that's coming later, all of these logos have this very, uh, like, uh, low budget style to them, which I like. Where uh, the um, the label is a sticker, so if I'm showing mm-hmm. Chad, uh, you can see right here. You could peel that off. You could see. You? Uh, you could. You really have to pick at it. It's a very good sticker, but you'd have to, like you could see like where it, like the sticker is put on and how they're not all exactly the same. And I, I like that kind of low budget feeling to it. So I'm gonna shut okay. the fuck up. And take a sip of this beer and do my world famous <laughs> selfie attempt as I drink this beer. First of all, let me crack it. There up we go. Three tap rule. That's Not true. Have any, uh... Also, uh, what I've noticed from some of the other ones I've drank is that there's u- usually some like sediment at the bottom. So sometimes mm. beforehand, I, I like flip them upside down. Just yep, good call. And it, uh, it's it, a good uh, call. You know, it uh, you know moves the sediment around a little bit. Gotta stir it up. Believe that. Ooh. I will say this. I will say this, though, Jared. Mm-hmm. 
I understand that you're drinking from the can for consistency purposes. However, I am actually a firm believer you got to pour that beer out into a glass. Okay. Whether it's Why in a that? can or a bottle. Well, a few reasons. One, it releases the carbonation in the beer, mm. which is actually better for your stomach. Shit. You're right. Two, I don't mean to scare you, and I'm sure Tonewood has a very squeaky clean production I clean factory. all of those, those uh, the lids. I, they, they're not squeaky clean, by the way. I've seen some of those okay. lids, and they've had some... You got yeah, you got you got to clean you got to clean the top of That's the can. That's very there true. Actually been I a agree few with people that. who there's a few people who have died because of bacteria <laughs> from Oh god. You made <laughs> me like there's the literally can. a picture of me like <laughs> I, I need to show you this picture. <laughs> yeah. Is it me like doing a spit take as Chad's that, telling me? That. <laughs> you need to save that one. <laughs> that one needs to be a highlight of the pod. I just say this is so hard. But yeah, I don't know. I've always been a big fan of. Um, I need to get far away. That's what it is. That's fair. Ugh. But yeah, I've always been more of a fan of pour, pouring them out into uh, some type of, some type of uh, um, glass. Oh, that's a picture. But, you know. There you go. Nice. Oh, that's a good picture. So. Um... You got the product placement in there and everything. Well, huh? it depends on the can because the logos are not all in the same place like they would be right. if it was made in a, you know, a more high-end factory. So what I would say about right. this beer, one, it doesn't taste like uh like it's as as strong as it is. It still has this very Let me take one more sip. It has this very, like, kind of almost citrusy taste to it. Okay. But it's a very, like, full, full body. It's a light. So if, 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 if I were to guess what the, what the color was, I'd say it's a very light in color, but it's also okay. very heavy. Like, like it, it would be thick and, and not see-through. Like, it's not a Pilsner-style beer like that. And um, this tastes like the kind of beer, and it has it – has, you could taste it, 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 but what I like about it though is I, I, you know, I said all these compliments I think about it, but also it takes away from the fact that this is an eight percent beer. And what I like about it, and what I'm noticing now, is it, even though it's it, it has that very citrusy, light but ha- but full feeling to it, it doesn't let you know that hey, don't forget. Like even though I said it can get away from you, it doesn't let you know that it is an eight percent beer. And by that, what I mean is. There is an aftertaste that's very nice and citrusy, but the alcohol almost sits on your like sits there like you can you can feel it a little bit more in the aftertaste that like oh there, that was kind okay. of like a uh, alcoholy sip I took. Was it was it kind of bitter or really hoppy? Yes, because I it see is. that's 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 why I can't get into IPAs. They're just too bitter or too hoppy for me. I think you could like this one though. The happiness okay. is is in the aftertaste, but like the initial, the initial when it hits your tongue, it is very citrusy, and I think that this beer is also um, much like I've said with all the other ones. This has this similar consistency of being a very smooth beer. Like, I, like I don't even know if that's the proper way to say that, but like smooth in the sense that even the freshies, which was a very light beer, 
had had almost this uh and the actually and the uh the the dark beer which was also a, even a lighter beer had this very mm-hmm. like um almost like a very like like it was very smooth to the tongue and it, it, there was no like it wasn't aggressive in any sense i like this one this double ipa this improv so f- it's i mean it's definitely got the untranslatable seal of approval i'd go as far as to say this is so far my favorite okay you know we've got a couple left so who knows where this goes we're about halfway that's through true. this is the third beer i guess that's exactly halfway through if i uh took uh, a math class um and <laughs> So far, I'd say this is my favorite. The second would be the freshies. I very much I enjoy the okay. freshies very much. But what I liked more about this one is that um, this had similar lightness qualities to the freshies. However, it's also fuller bodied, more flavor, okay. he- heavier. You know, so it, I like a little bit more alcohol because um, you know I like I like my uh, alcoholism to be efficient. Everyone, that's fair. <laughs> So, so you, you, I feel like you know my taste pretty well in terms of beer. We've, we've drank one or two beers together in the past, I would say. Yes. Uh, which beer do you think would be my go-to out of these three? I'd say probably the Freshies because it's the least hoppy of the three. Okay. Um, do you like dark German beers? Sometimes. I, I was thinking the Freshies would probably be my I top one as well. I think you would like this one. Especially if no one, t- if someone, no one told you that it was an IPA, a uh, double IPA. That's fair. Because That's this fair. one has, um, it, it has qualities, smoothness qualities, by the way, did I mention I'm a certified beer <laughs> reviewer? Has like smoothness qualities of a wheat beer. Okay. But there's way more complexity than, than a wheat beer. And there, uh, wheat beer. And there's way more flavors than, than a wheat okay. beer. And that comes with having the more alcohol and having just the more hops and malt in there. And it's just a, right. a, a more involved process, I would assume, to make it. And there's more That's fair. flavor that they put into it. That makes sense. But I, I enjoy well, this. one of these. And this is definitely one, one of these days. Away from me. Definitely. Can I read to you? One of the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. One of these days, I'd really like to like to give these beers a try as well. But yeah, anyways. Well, we're going to have to re-up because I'm going to be done uh, with these beers in uh, <laughs> maybe a week or two. If not That's sooner fair. than that. Because uh, they are delicious. I, I've liked all of them, even though I, I do have my favorites. Um, uh, can I read to you? I just want to read what they put on their website as their explanation. Double IPA. Uh, Im, uh, improv, mm-hmm. double IPA. 8%, as I mentioned. And they said 8%, but it's actually, I believe, 8... Po- oh, no, it is 8%. I said 8.1. Oops. 8%. And uh, double IPA, uh, when the grain d- delivery gets delayed in a snowstorm and you want to brew a double IPA anyway you could end up with a fantastic improvisation of artsy uh, sorry I, I'm getting gassy <laughs> from this beer because I had to like almost chug it down trying to get a good picture when the grain delivery gets delayed in a snowstorm and you want a, to brew a double IPA anyway you could end up with a fantastic improvisation of artistry and science it's all in the notes you don't hear. I would expect this uh, beer to feel heavier than it does. Nice. I love all these different uh, music um, references and motifs. Yes, uh, yes, they really lean into it. I mean, because the tone wood is a uh, tone wood. They, their name is centered around a music, a very right. musical uh, wood. 
definitely. At first, I thought maybe Tonewood was a city in New Jersey or something, but I don't think it is because mm. they're in Oakland or Oakline, however you say it. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. By the way, shout out to. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say this is not. By the way, I. I need to mention. I got this beer for free, but I got it for free from someone that has no affiliation with them. So this is not like. Uh, I, Tonewood doesn't know us, and they. I could. I, they, they don't know us, and and um and they um actually have sent some pretty nasty emails. No, I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know us. But I just had right. these free beers, and I I thought it would be a fun thing to do, and I enjoyed them. And um, definitely. At the very bottom, I almost wonder if this is hinting at something, because it says, "Taste hopophonic for your mouth." And then there's huh. two microphones. Or two speakers, which I guess is blasting at someone's mouth. <laughs> there you go. Uh, maybe I should take a picture of that. You might as well. And while we're while I'm doing that, let's uh, let's uh, also. Oh, I guess I can't do both. But my clock weirdly is striking a odd time. Well, thankfully, Jared, I uh, I think I know what time it is, and I can help you with that. Okay. So my first untranslatable for this episode. I have three Czech ones for you since I really I should have probably done a German one as well because Carlo Vivari used to also be heavily populated with um, a lot of Germans. Um, I believe at some point in the history of the town, it was over like 70 or 80 percent Germans living there, um, if not more. But I only have three Czech ones for you. So that's what you'll be getting today as well as our listeners. Okay. That's so okay. the first one I have for you. Any check ones, to be honest with you. I've been digging deep in the interwebs and also asking my students at school. Chad's um, had to get onto the dark web. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He sees some dirty check. Dirty check sayings. Cz. He sees some things he can never unsee, people, and he does it for that's you. That's right. That's right. All for you. And this first one is, yeet do kopru, which literally means to go to dill. Yeet do Dill as in the the plant? Yes. Does it mean like uh, get out of here, like get out of town, like I don't believe you? Nope. <clears throat> Does it mean go after yourself? Nope. This is a good beer, it by me- the way. Yeah, nice. No, yeet do copru means... Uh, well, do you have any more guesses before I reveal? Um, go to dill. Is it like an insult or is it like a command? I would say it's more like a, a reactionary saying that you would say something. Oh, to. it's like, oh, go to Dill. Like, God damn nope. it. Okay, what nope. is it? I'm just striking out. Here. Let, let, me help, let me help you out. It, it, I would say something can go to Dill. Something goes rotten? Kind of. Or like a relationship so, goes sour? Kind of. I mean, it basically <laughs> means from bad to worse. Okay, okay. To oh, go this, to Dill. This whole from bad to really worse. gone to Dill. Right. I gotcha. Yeah, it's gone from bad to worse. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, your turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Man. Sorry. I need... I, um, if I could just take a selfie, I, I wouldn't be this uh, gassy because I would get the picture of that for the first one. Right. My first one is Estonian. <clears throat> and it's... Falal on Louis-Kazet Jalad. Falal on... Louis Cazet Jalal Jalad. Louis Cazet. Louis Cazet. A lie has short legs. 
Oh, I th- is this is this as easy as I think it is? Have I done this one before? No. Oh, okay. No. Jeez, you got me. The seam. The seam. The seam's very clear. Is it? Go for it. I would say a lie has short legs. Just means that if you lie a lot, or or lies are are hard to keep. Uh, yeah. You cannot run the truth. Lies catch up with you Ooh. eventually. Right. I like that one. I want to. I'm. I, that's it's, that's it's one I'm gonna. One. I need to adopt. A lie has yeah. short legs. Everyone, it makes sense. I think a, a, a yeah. English speaker would get it, and even if oh, they don't get sure. it, they like get it in passing and in the moment. They'd be like, "Oh, okay." A lie yeah. has short legs, where it's like I that lie like can only go so far. It's like you can only really take that lie so far right. before uh, you you've exhausted it, and you gotta then like uh, take that lie and take it out back and uh, tell the truth. That's, that's true. I feel like when we're old men giving people advice, we need to use that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a, a lie has pretty short legs. You'll be uh, slipping on gator piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, All right, Jared, I got, I got another check one for you. Tomi Pablo do Oka, which means it fell into my eye. Oh, it fell into my eye. Uh, that almost that sounds like a... Um, Isley Brothers song or, or something or like Teddy Pendergrass song about like finding some beautiful woman at a bar somewhere. Be like, you fell into my eye. And what <laughs> and what would we and what would we say in English? Love at for first that? sight. Hit that ham horn, my oh. man. You got it. Basically, yeah, this means it fell into my eye means something caught your eye or your attention. However, if you're also talking about a person. It means that they liked him or her at first sight. And mm. I picked this one on purpose, Jared. Because you and I. Because lo- Go ahead. Not <laughs> I, I hate you to I hate bro, to burst you your bubble, had buddy. No response to that. You're like, uh, I got nothing. Uh no. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, yep. Because uh <laughs> no, this was my reaction when I uh, got to Carlo Vivari for the first time. Uh, is that your first time going there? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I went another time. I can imagine that. I rolled up the first time. I've it seen was, some pictures. It's just so beautiful. And it does, I mean, it does look like a place that just, uh, I mean, you know, at the, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that it's about uh, relaxation. And it mm-hmm. looks like a place that just uh, elicits relaxation, that just uh, begs for it. Just the, the, the town itself just has like a different vibe, especially if you're walking around like the, the town center with all the older architecture. Yeah, it just it seems like you kind of are like you know like taking the a step back in the past for, though was like right like it feels like people were this relaxed like in the 1300s in Carlsbad <laughs> probably not no probably not. sipping from the same uh, uh, faucets <laughs> right uh, my next one is French shout out to my favorite French people out there fifth fi- fifth most popular language. <laughs> Uh, se prendre, se prendre un rato. To hit a rake. Means to hit a rake. Is that like to? Hmm, to hit a rake. Is that like to? Try to do something, but then it kind of like backfires on you. Kind of, but you're gonna have to be more specific than that. But yes, essentially. But it, it, I mean, we would, we would, we would say to shoot oneself in their foot. No, no, you're off a little bit. No, not so like you that. need to be a little more specific okay. because you're on the right track, and it is when some it is when something drastically doesn't go your way. But I, it's a very specific situation. All right, give, give give it to me. I'm not sure. It's when uh, 
So when re- when you get rejected. Oh, that makes sense. When you're sense. interested okay. in someone and you mean you make that move finally and then they reject you and you that's you hitting a rake. Okay. We've that all been sense. there. Remember those times? Most definitely. Uh, those are the worst. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like you as a friend, that's always the answer and it's and it's just like that right. feeling is like ugh. <laughs> right, you you conjure yeah. up enough courage Ooh, to to yeah to tell them and yeah yeah that's no good that's no good. Well, Jared, my last one for you is Czech again, and it is jedno velké ucho, which means one big ear. Not do, not someone that doesn't talk a lot, but is a good listener. Not quite. We have a specific English phrase also using the term ears. One big ear. I'm all ears. Hit that ham horn, my man. All ears to these ham horns, baby. You know, if I were better prepared and a better organizer, this is the one I would have started with. This is the untranslatable phrase I would have started with, and I would have given you a um, great segue like this. Yeah, well, you know... uh, I love this, you know, this Tonewood Improv is a great beer. I love their, um, I love that they stick to this music theme. This beer is delicious. It's full-bodied. And um, anyway, so I guess that means, uh, speaking of beers, uh, let's move on to our untranslatables. My first one's Croatian, and it's Biti Zadnia Rupana Zvialali. <laughs> Ooh, fell apart a little bit at the end, but I was powerful. You, were cu- you came in hot, and then... Savar, 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 Savarali, Savarali, Savarali. I'm sure that that slurred better. I just don't have that. Savarali, probably something like that that I can't do. You'll you'll get there. I'm sure I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No, by the way, that's spoken like, no, no no one ever say that. Spoken like a, not like a true polyglot. Anyway, to be the last hole on a musical instrument. It's not like your your last choice, right? Uh, see, once again, I'm your teeter, your last you're teetering, option, you're your teetering last... a little bit. I need a little bit more specific. It's a little bit more personal than that. You to feel it's, it's kind of like, for example, we have something very similar to it, very similar. Uh, it's think about if you're on a date. And uh, that one, that one person that you uh, hit a rake with didn't show up. So it's you and your two friends, and their and their girlfriend, or boyfriend, and then it's you. Are you third wheeling? Well, I said yeah. I said two couples. So, oh, five five wheeling. I don't fifth, know. What, fifth what, wheel. <laughs> All I was saying was oh, the two couples. Wheel. So just add another. Uh, oh, the fifth wheel. <laughs> just add it up a little bit. Yeah. So it's essentially um, the last hole on a musical instrument. Is the fifth wheel or to be unimportant? See, I don't know if you're the right person to ask for this, but I didn't know the last hole on the musical instrument was unimportant. I thought they all made different notes. <laughs> I I am not a wind or brass player, so I'm the wrong. Person I mean, there definitely uh, there's no unimportant note uh, or or or, uh, or hole Key? on a or yeah, there's no unimportant hole on a trumpet. That's for sure on most brass instruments because right. there's only three to work with to begin with. That's fair. <clears throat> That is fair. Well, Jared, you know, we mentioned uh, this is an on the Rodian episode. It is. And uh, What's let's that? let's talk about Carlo Vivari a little bit or Carlsbad. First, before I get into it, do you have any questions for me? 
You always ask me such good questions. Well, I mean, the first obvious one is why, what made you, uh, I mean, because this was a kind of a spur of the moment trip. Yeah. What made you decide to go to Carlo Vivadi? Can I just, I'm just going to say Carlsbad because I can't, I might switch every now and again, but I'm going to, my main one is going to be Carlsbad just because for conversation's sake. (laughs) Because every time I'm going to like trip over my tongue, Carlo Vivadi. (laughs) <laughs> My dude, you you say whatever whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, th- but the main reason. By the was way, I he was in Carlsbad, Czech Republic, not Carlsbad, New Mexico, not Carlsbad, California. Correct. Thank you. Yes, which is why I've been calling it Carlo Vivari. That's fair. But anyway, in New Mexico. <laughs> right. Anyways, I went there because I had the day off from school. It's only an hour train ride, and I paid. 35 crowns for my train ticket so which is like a dollar 50 yep yep so uh so it was a nice little train ride uh um, did you go there by the yourself? weather wasn't perfect yeah okay nice look at that oh that's nice sorry yep but it's it's such a it's such a beautiful place i just i had to go the weather wasn't you know? perfect um, you said no it was foggy and like kind of sprinkled a little bit but um you know, there there are a lot of just cool cool things to see in Carlo Vivari that it's it's worth it's worth going to even if the weather's not perfect. Right, right, right. Um, so did you make a point to see things that you haven't seen before? By the way, what have you seen before? Well, let's start with that. Don't even forget yeah, what I just so, said. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, I made I made sure to walk around more like some of the trails because there are a ton of trails in Carlo Vivari. That was on. I have a list of things to do in Carlo Vivari. And one of mm-hmm. them is um, is the the trails. It's almost a requirement if you're even gonna like they're saying. Don't even bother with this whole wellness thing that we that we're talking about if you don't take part of the trails because that's part of it. Right. Oh yeah. It it's, seems like they're the, very. The trails are beautiful. It seems like they're very serious. Sorry, I don't. I keep cutting you off, but I did a lot of research, <laughs> and I did no a lot worries. of research. And what I f- quickly found was there's really only a couple things to talk about. One of the main things being spas and water. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. they, they take wellness very seriously, and it seems like they have a very serious regimen that they believe in and follow, accor- mm-hmm. all based around this water. Like, it all starts with the water. Oh, yeah. But there is a regimen that they've made around this specific water that they have. And, and you know, you'll notice when you go to Carlo Vivari, one, there's a lot of tourists, and you can tell that the town is... You know, the, a lot of the industry is is based on tourism. Yeah. So you see a ton of shops, a lot of touristy shops. Right. Um, is, are there are a bunch of, of different European spas. Tourists? I feel like there'd be a lot of European, but not a lot of Americans. I don't know a lot of Americans that are that familiar with Carlsbad. Not a lot. Um, I, I mean, generally, I didn't hear any stereotype here on the right. The I didn't. I didn't hear any English while I was here this time. Um, there are a lot of Russian tourists, uh-huh. and also That's there nice. are a lot of Russians who and Germans buy houses there. And also Germans, yes. Okay. Um, and and you'll also see. Uh, I saw quite a few older. I'm really really positive it was older Chinese people because I've heard enough Mandarin now and I've heard enough Japanese to try to. I can kind of guess which ones which. I understand where you're coming uh, from. I, sometimes when I hear uh, people speaking uh, some Asian language similar to one of those, I do mm-hmm. feel like it's like I feel like I know what it is, but I don't want to guess. And sound like I right. come off like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? Or like but when I, I see characters, I, would, I feel like I can also figure it out right. too, right? I would be willing to bet though they were they were from China. Okay. But yeah. So so <laughs> one one thing that um, like you said is important is definitely the um, different springs. 
So I had some water from some of the springs. Gotta gotta get that healthy lifestyle going. Um, you know, hashtag healthy life, hashtag Clean fitness, living. hashtag whatever. Yeah, right. Did you do you have um, a do you have a um what do they call it? I have a favorite spring. Oh, that's, that's what not what asking. I was gonna ask. You're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. A cup. I just used a, a plastic cup this time. Just used a, a plastic cup last plastic time because I didn't bring my I didn't bring my cup with me. I wasn't about to spend. You another... wasted an entire week. You you're might as well have just spend your week your uh your day at McDonald's chewing away on Big Macs <laughs> because I I, I I you know part of this whole thing they they may they say you you shouldn't be using plastic cups or you shouldn't be using anything other than the ceramic cups. Did people give you looks? Nope. Were other there were people a lot using... of other. There were Czech people using plastic. Also, to cups, be fair, so... the um, <laughs> the little uh, ceramic cups that they say is part of the whole um, process. Very inefficient. Mm-hmm. You'd essentially, yep. if you were using that, you'd essentially just have to like set up a camp next to one of the, your. You'd have to have a favorite faucet, or just walk from faucet to faucet. And sp- I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I did the first time was just walk from faucet to faucet. This time I knew I knew where uh, I knew where the one I liked was. So take me through your trip. Take me through your day. So I got in. Got in at um, about 11. Walked around for quite a while. Um, I don't know how long, but basically the, the train station, there are two train stations. There's an upper train station and a lower train station. Um, the one that I got the direct train to was the upper train station. So you, you come up at the top of this hill. It's really beautiful. Then I walked down there, walked around quite a bit. I started, um, after I walked kind of around the the top of the hill for a minute, um, I walked down, um, the, the first time I was there, I walked down kind of to the left side, which was one of the bridges. This time I made a point to walk across the other bridge. Then I, um, then I, um, went to, sorry, I thought you were frozen. Oh yeah. I thought you were frozen (laughs) cause you were, no, that's fair. I was not moving at all. (laughs) No, you weren't. Sorry. Anyways, silent. That's a good point. I was just listening. I was interested. You're you're good. So so I walked, I walked, I walked around the hill, um, for a bit and then I went down and, uh, I started off at, um, what they call, um, um, Besha Platz, um, which is um, from um, Becherovka, which is the liquor there. Yes. That's really, really Named famous. After the famous dude that. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, I Jan. Said in my research, and you've told me this before. Jan Becher, right. I believe, is his name. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, so then I went to this little place called um, the um, Male Bistro, which means little bistro, and had really good chicken curry for lunch. Um, and then. Walked around quite a bit more, went to a couple different spots um, that overlooked Carlo Vivari, which was great. Uh, before that, on the way up, had some other spring water. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it was just more or less just to kind of go walk around and do some sightseeing. You know, it's such no, a I beautiful city. I mean, first of all, as you mentioned, in American dollars, this was a dollar fifty to get there. Why not just go? to some oasis essentially and just explore. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Exactly. I mean, exactly. How, how I, uh, it's about an hour bus ride. 
Train ride. Train ride. Yeah. Okay. I was, okay. So there's no way you could bike there. I mean, you could, but you can't. Oh, that'd be a long. <laughs> I'm not in that kind of biking shape. One that's could. For sure. Well, you can't. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um. So, so I, you know, my first question was obviously, what do you like about it? But I want to. I would like to answer that. It seems like what okay. you like about it is just the how serene it is. I mean, it almost. Mm-hmm. And it, and it almost it, like we we were talking. When we were talking, I believe, when it, during work-life balance, we were talking about how you know, we've been on some great vacations and we've never come back feeling uh, relaxed or refreshed and ready to go back to work. You know, it's usually coming back more tired than you left. And um, Carlo Vivati seems like an outlier on that. It seems like that's a place where you could go there, especially say you got a lot of things on your mind. The Untranslatable podcast is... Uh, been on your mind a lot you just need a place to get away for a, a moment <laughs> and um it, it it to me at least even just looking at pictures on google it felt like a place where on the tr- on the train ride back you'd almost be like ah mm-hmm. it's good to, like oh, like, yeah. like almost like you know not falling asleep but just like head leaned back on the train just yeah. uh listening to listening to a song similar to what we'll mention in very very shortly mm-hmm. um it, it just it just like it made me really just want to go there. It almost made me want to like it made me excited for uh, uh, on the road again. We have coming up uh, <laughs> very soon, meaning next episode. And mm-hmm. what what I like about that so much, which um, I, I'm not there yet. So but so who knows? Maybe I won't like it. But what I tend to like about that so much is I'm driving there and mm-hmm. um, it's about nine hours. And I love that. Uh, and, and that's about the cusp for me right there of. um like of a road trip, especially by myself. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is it's just like, it's just ultimate time to zone out. No one to interrupt you or like, it's essentially, mm-hmm. and I love driving too, because it, it, it it's a, as me, who's a scatterbrained person, it, uh, it, it's a great way for me to, uh, like, like, like my brain, the, the, the scatterbrained part of my brain that just needs to be doing something with my hands is focused on driving. And then I can kind of just relax. And that's what that's, I feel like, I could get that also and save gas and save the environment just by spending the day in Carlsbad. And there's also a lot of, uh, I mean, so did you, did you never consider any sort of spa treatment of any sort that never crossed your mind of even like a massage? Um, I mean, yeah, but I'm on that teacher budget. So massages are not, dude, it, you just told me it, it cost you a dollar fifty to get there. Get out of here. I'm sure you could afford a massage. <laughs> Maybe. I, I didn't look into it, to be honest with you. Um, one thing I'm planning on doing in the future next time I go to Carlo Vivati is I do want to check out the beer spa because that sounds really interesting. It's basically, from my understanding of it, you get in a bathtub with uh, a bunch of hops and other Ooh, things. I, I've, and then you have, oh, that's there that that a, happens? They have one in Prague and they have they I've have heard about one those in, before. I didn't, I didn't know that was yeah. in the Czech Republic. And then, and then they're... At least some of the beer spots they have a tap right next to the bath, so you can tap right. as much beer as you want. So and you know that's where they get you too, because the tap probably has like a uh, a counter on it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's all inclusive. Oh, okay. I think you Maybe pay it one is. price. Maybe, and, oh, yeah. oh, if it's like a uh, I didn't, yeah, if it's a resort, it's probably all inclusive. Yeah, I was thinking of yeah. like those bars in Europe where um, they have like a tap at each table, and mm-hmm. uh, it seems great until you get that bill, and it's like ooh, right. Right. A little liberal. Yeah, that's those, a little uh, different. <laughs> but but there's a there's a couple things though that I'd like to give our listeners in terms of suggestions if they ever make their way out to Carlo Vivari. Number one, you have to try Oplatki, which are like these big 
I mean, face-sized wafers. Um, oh, I've seen that. And I would suggest picture of you with. Uh, yeah, I think there might be a picture of you in one of our clips on Instagram. What, there what, might what, be. What, what are in those things? Tell me about those things. It's just a wafer, and then depending on the flavor you get, they have a different filling. So now I have tried chocolate, hazelnut, apple, cinnamon, and uh, nougat. And I gotta tell you, man, apple cinnamon by far number one, without a doubt. Is it like a? Um, it's like, like a really a thin wafer with something in the middle of it. No, I would say it's the consistency of like kind of what's in between wafers and cookies. And our, but it's a little thinner. Okay, okay. It's uh, in our video on ninth of October about you liking to be a tour guide and me hating being a tour guide. That's oh, there you go. A picture of you with that picture right. in your. Uh, but one one insider tip for all of our listeners out there, if you're going to have Oplatki, I would usually there are certain flavors where they they heat them up. I don't know why, but a lot of times the chocolate ones, unless you buy them fresh right off the press, chocolate ones, they seem to pre-press and have a stack of them. The other ones, like the apple cinnamon one I got. Probably because like they're more hot. popular. Yeah. And so the apple cinnamon one was delicious. I prefer when they're hot. I've had hot ones and cold ones. Also, I want to tell all of our listeners where to go because there are a lot of places that say they have the original Oplatki. And uh, I will tell you the, the place to go, Jared, is right across from – they have three different colonnades, which a colonnade is the um, – I saw place. that word a lot, and I never fully figured out what it was. Could a you- colonnade – yes. So a colonnade is basically just an area where they have the, um, they have the, the spring water. Is where the colonnades are. Oh, so and it's so like a, is, that just means that there's a faucet at a colonnade. Yes. Okay. Well, well there's multiple springs. Right. Yes. Okay. So, a place so, to get so water. the yes, and so the probably some of the most famous um, colonnades are the mill colonnade, um, the market colonnade, which sometimes is also called the wooden colonnade because it's wood. There's also the Freedom Spring Arbor. And then also the hot spring colonnade, which is actually inside a building, which is kind of interesting. And if you go inside the hot spring colonnade, which I was um, in today, they also have um, a couple little souvenir shops and a place where they sell really, really cool glassworks. And glassworks were a very important part of Carlo Vivari um, history. So check that out. But so the place to get the Oplatki is right across from the market colonnade or the wood colonnade, or if you speak Czech, it would be the um, Trni um, Colonnada. Parada. That's the that's the legit original. Yeah. Not one of these yep. fake uh, fake ass imposters. Yeah. So they're they're pretty awesome. Okay. Um, I like. So that. I would say that's where you should ch- check out the Oplatki. If you're paying more than ten crowns for an Oplatki, you're getting scammed did by you, a tourist. Did place. you get an Oplatki when you were there? Oh, yeah. Do you have a place uh, or did you have a place while you're there? Because, you know, this was a solo relaxation trip. You weren't trying to, you know, really discover anything or do anything. Uh, that was kind of the opposite of the point of the trip, it seems like. Yeah. Did you have a place or some sort of park somewhere where you uh, posted up for a bit and relaxed, sat outside? The weather wasn't that nice, though. I guess you couldn't really sit outside. I mean, I, I sat inside the um, the the one colonnade that is the um, let me see the name of oh, it. Oh, do they have like the, buildings the there colonnade. that you can go inside of? Yeah, the hot spring colonnade is like a modern glass reinforced concrete building. 
Oh, okay. Okay. But it has the it has the hot springs in there. Okay. Um. So yeah. I thought they were just so out- that- foss- outdoor faucets. So, oh well, colonnades all have a roof over them. Oh, it, like historically? So, yeah. Yeah, I have. I took a couple pictures of them, so we'll we'll have those up, so our listeners can see what they look like um, as yes, well. Yes, please. Because they they one of the colonnades is like more of an old school kind of neoclassical architectural style. It's really cool looking, um, and then the other one is is wood, and it's more like a kind of like a Swiss architectural style. Then the other one's like a more modern concrete and glass building. Um, but yeah, and I would I would suggest trying the different. All the different springs because they they all are different temperatures, have different um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like a different um, combination of minerals in the water, so they taste different. My favorite is spring number eight, which is called the Václav Spring. Um, so that would be my suggestion, and so, that is in the um, the Mill Colonnade, which is this beautiful like neoclassical building. So I've got to assume that there are. Some of these colonnade tours uh, throughout throughout Carlsbad that you can uh, hire or go on. I don't know if they have. I've never seen groups of tours. I think people just walk around them. I can imagine that being a great thing that um, and you, maybe you don't even have to do all of them, but something that like a one of the resorts. I'm sure there are plenty of resorts out there, mm-hmm. and I can imagine that the colonnade tour would be a great thing. Where it'd be like, say, you. I mean, also, especially because part of the whole uh, process of being there and having this wellness thing that they that they offer is hiking and walking around a lot, a lot of movement. So I mm-hmm. think it would be interesting to have, uh, say, you were at uh, some sort of um, resort and they said, oh, if you just want the full shebang bang package, what we'll do is you get up at some ungodly time, like six in the morning or five in the morning or something stupid like that. And uh, we walk you to. Colonnade number three, and you start your day with a um, with a glass of um, colonnade number three, and then you go back for an early morning yoga, then a steam, and then you go on a walk through the blah 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 forest to get to colonnade number seven, and then you take a a, a jug of colonnade number seven and drink that as you continue your hike through blah 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 blah, and then you come back and we give you a um a light lunch and then you go back and you get some more, you go on another hike through college and you get some more water at college number 12, come back. We serve you a dinner and you know, you get a, um, you, and then you go out after dinner before your dessert and you, you know, another colonnade, come back, get dessert. Um, and then they serve you say water from another colonnade right before they give you a nighttime massage. And then you go to bed or then you go and, have sex with your significant other. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a great spa weekend. I think that would be a great thing for a concierge to figure out. Hey, um, Carl Vivati uh, Resorts, hit me up. Not Chad, because he was laughing at me. Hit me up, Jared, and we can make this happen. That's right. That's right. I thought that was let a me good tell idea. You, let me tell you one thing, though, that sadly I didn't get the opportunity to enjoy that I was really hoping to, which actually two things were the Carlo Vivari Museum and also the Bechorovka Museum. Because it was Monday, both of those were closed. It was a holiday too, wasn't it? 
Not to, not today. Today is just a school holiday. Oh, okay, okay. Yesterday was the holiday of celebrating the anniversary of the founding of Czechoslovakia. So you know, this is not your first time at Carlsbad, but mm-hmm. so have in any of the times you've been there, have you participated in any spa-like activities? It doesn't have to be massage, steam room, just unless you consider drinking the spring hot water. Hot tub. Now. Nope. Not yet. You need we'll, to, we'll get there. I feel like that in itself shows that you need to like. Relax, just let go a little bit. Oh, trust I'm me, sure that you, won't be my last time going there. I feel like you've got a lot of tension under the shoulders, Chad. A lot of secret ch- tension because you're such a nice person. But I feel like there could be a lot of tension under those shoulders. Putting on that smile all the time could be painful. It can be. Let me tell you, buddy. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. Chad's crying. Anyways, you guys can't see um, it. But there's tears. That's streaming true. down his face. You, you caught me. <laughs> Um, um, but no, you should check out the colonnades. Like I said, eat some oplatki or the big wafers. One, all, one other thing that I didn't end up doing because I hiked on the other side of Carlo Vivari is you have to check out the Diana historical lookout tower. I've heard about that. Yes. The ob- mm-hmm. observation tower. Yeah. Um, did you, did you do any hiking like through any woods? Did you go through like any woody? I mean, area? I went up the trails up, up the hills. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So, so kind of, yeah. I wouldn't say it was like hardcore hiking, like what a German or a Czech person would consider hiking. Are you? But you're right, right, right. I mean, it's not like you, you weren't, you didn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Didn't miles have my uh, inline, my inline poles. Alpine, walk, your alpine hiking yeah. ski poles. Yes, thank you. Yeah, didn't have. Are those you with familiar me. with the Ten Commandments of Carlo, Viva- Carlo Vivadi's drinking cure? I, no, please enlighten me. The thermal mineral, this is number one, the thermal mineral waters of Carlo Vivari should only be imbibed after having consulted a qualified spa physician. Did you? Uh-oh. Did you? Nope. Strike and by one. the way, I, I, this might, some of this might sound like a joke, like that first one. This has been, I, this has been confirmed at, on other websites. Like I believe it. The, I these, can see these that. These Ten Commandments. So you did not consult a qualified spa physician? I did not. Chad's no. a rebel, everyone. That's right. Uh, Chad just said, uh, uh, damn it, I didn't have my soundboard up. Chad just said, uh, Mama Hoo Hoo. I can figure it out. I got it. You know, whatever. That's right. It's just water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number two, water should be consumed at the springs in order for the drinker to feel its full medicinal effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that. Uh, use only the widely available. Oh, this is where I got where I heard this. Traditionally shaped porcelain or glass cups. Didn't do that one last time. Yeah, I know. That's that's where I got that from. Do not mm-hmm. smoke or drink alcohol. Secondhand smoke is considered to be just as harmful. By the way, did you smoke Good and or drink alcohol? I did not at all. Not that even day? not even the one day beer. before. No, this is my this is my first beer actually. Okay. Of the day. Okay. And by the way, in Chad's time, it's what one in the morning right now. Yep, Chad's doing it for you, people. Chad's a trooper. Uh, do you have school? You don't have work tomorrow, do you? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, nope. Number uh, number five: combine the drinking cure with light physical exercises such as walking. Yes, you did that. Check that bad boy off. Try to remain in a relaxed, peaceful state of mind as much as possible. Did you do that? Do you hundred hundred percent? Do you think yes. so? I would say so. Yeah. What did you have going on in your headphones? Did you have headphones in all day or no headphones? No. Even better. I only had, I headphones. I only had headphones in on the train. Okay. Because I probably have headphones in all day. And I'd probably say that you're probably better off having not having no headphones and really sec- sucking in 
the serenity that it is Carlo Vivari. And I also like hearing all the languages people around me are speaking. Oh, yes. Because there are a lot of international tourists it, there. Is it comforting for you to hear all the German? Because you're guaranteed to hear oh, German. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do you speak I'll German? I'll hear it and I know what's going on. Uh, sometimes when I'm there. Okay. Try to get that I did a little bit last point. time. Right. You know the German. Um, repeat the drinking cure as recommended by your physician. Did you consult your physician? Forget the, I did uh, not. the Spock nope. physician. No, I think that's what they mean, spot physician. Yeah, I would imagine so. Do not disturb other patients regardless of how kind and friendly your motives might be. See, that's where Jared comes in. That's a Jared rule, right? That's just a rule of life for me. There you <laughs> go. Well, I, did, I didn't do that either, so Don't disturb good. other people regardless of how nice you think you are. Yeah. Did you eat and talk to anyone? Nope. Do not use – this is number nine. Do not use the mineral water uh, to water nearby plants. And take special care not to spill it on the floor and the uh, colonnades. Colonnades. Col- colonnades, yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. I, I drank it. I didn't, didn't spill and, any? And if you don't drink it, you pour it back into the little spring area. So you drink it there? Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. This might be sacrilege, what I'm about to say. Can you drink water from one colonnade? What is it? Colonnade? Colonnade. Colonnade. Can you drink water from one colonnade and continue walking, not finish it? And pour it out at the next colonnade before you fill up your glass. Yeah. Or is that I, I would, is that I, I, I saw no-no. plenty of people do that. I saw plenty of people do that, so I would assume. How do well, you know? I don't know? How do you know you saw someone at one colonnade at another, and how do you know the water came from a different colonnade? Because I saw them grab it from one of the springs, take a couple sips, walk twenty feet, dump it out in the next oh, spring. Oh, I didn't so know the colonnades were that they're, close. They're, I thought you had to walk. Well, the colonnades aren't. There's multiple springs in one colonnade. Each colonnade has at least two to two to four springs. Some of them have more. Diff- are they all different springs? And they're, and they're different springs. Every col- yeah. colonnade all- has its own unique spring. D- e- multiple springs. They all yes. have. They all have multiple springs, and mm-hmm. each and all of those springs at every different colonnade, they're all unique to to one another. Wow. Yes. Where's all this water mm-hmm. coming from? Do you have an answer to that? The the ground, my man. <laughs> I mean. Well, I mean, is there like a mount, some sort of nice strings. mountain right there or something? I th- well, I, yeah, I mean, um, um, yeah, I would say so. I would. Um, <laughs> that means he doesn't know what the name. Trying to no, do I don't remember the out. name of it, but that, uh, that whole area is like a sp- hot spring area. I mean, they're just naturally there. Okay, okay. Hey, listen, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. <laughs> um, and number ten. Oh, I already said that. Oh no, no, I didn't say that. Number ten. Do not touch the spring stand or pipes while taking water from the fountain. Did you touch them? Nope. I don't nope. That. Just held my cup under there, my plastic does it just water bottle consi- like a good boy. Does it just constantly flow? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to like hit a faucet or anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I love that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It d- um, and you can like, mm-hmm. you can t- notice differences, I assume. Like, cause I, the, I'm sure there's. Oh, the taste Drastic is completely different, different. in mineral yeah. content, and you're yeah. a um, you like me are a um, a uh, your mom's house fan with Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky. Uh-huh. Have you seen when they had the water sommelier on? Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. Well, they've had on a couple of episodes. They've had a water sommelier. I believe he's Dutch, actually. Okay. And um, he's. I I wonder if he's been to Carlsbad. Because that, that seems like a, where if you're going to claim to be a water sommelier, it seems like the place to go. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree. 
Uh, these are answers we'll never get. <laughs> these are questions we'll never get answers to. So, also know. true. Thanks for asking. Um, do you want? Do you know what some of the benefits of the water is before we move on? I uh, n- no. The, <laughs> no, you did no all. research. Of, uh, you just drank this water haphazardly. It's like fuck yep. it. Let's chug some water. I t- I was told it was healthy. I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna believe. Uh, well, let me uh, let me tell you what what that water has done. Did you drink a lot of it? Not a lot of it. Okay, a little Damn bit. It. I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna make a joke and be like, "Oh shit!" But I had, I had no response to "No, not a lot." <laughs> um, <clears throat> it cleanses the stomach and intense intestines from harmful gastric acids. Did you did so? Did you have any good poops after that water? Not not yet, but <laughs> I guess I'll let you. Oh, know. All right, you just got back today. Yeah. Improves and normalizes stomach function uh, for those with digestive problems, which essentially sounds like the same as the first thing, to be honest with you. Cleanses and empties the gallbladder, restores and strengthens the liver function and reduces liver damage. You need that because, you know, you're an alcoholic. Reduces (laughs) and regulates blood sugar levels. You need that because you're damn near diabetic. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying this. I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) And improves metabolic function, which is we could all use. Because aging Definitely. happens. That's true. So yeah, that's some uh, fun water facts for you right there. Yeah, it's it, do you it's, fe- it's does, good do stuff. Do you feel better? Like I well, you said you did, and I I would argue that the it's not only just the serenity of the town, but it's also the water has a ha, like it all plays it all works together. I think the water definitely <laughs> plays a role. Um, do you have anything else about um, Cardo Vivari, Jared? Because I got I got a couple things. If if you, what do, you do got? not have Tell anything, me, please. So Cardo Vivari, um, I'd like to give a little bit of history to our listeners as well, because I think it's uh, it's important to know a little bit about um, any any place you go. Yeah. So the name actually is named after. Chad's actually you know wearing a Nazi after? costume right now because he likes history oh, so gosh. much. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jared, do you know who or, or do you know what Car- uh, Carlo Bivari or Carlsbad was named after? I know it's named after two different people, right? Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm, then the answer is no to your question. Um, it was named after the Emperor Charles IV or King Charles IV. Okay. Um, and so he was quite the hunter. And when was, do you know when this was? The 14th century. Yes. I, actually, I know the answer to that. It was 1370. Yep. Yep. Which whenever century. I just hear those numbers in general, I'm always like, like it's you can't even comprehend. Right. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. But so there's kind of a legend of how Carlo Vivari came to be, which was that Charles the Fourth was hunting um, in and around Carlo Vivari. Apparently, he was quite the hunter, and uh, he had shot a deer or something, and it had fallen into one of the springs. And what the legend says is the deer fell into the springs and healed. And I, I don't know if it ran away or what <laughs> oh, happened. Is it saying the but, water yeah, has healing uh-huh. properties? Yes. And so, but basically by discovering these hot springs, it's what kind of. Also, maybe uh, those gun, whatever they were shooting with probably. I mean, it wasn't even a gun at that point. No, bow and arrow. Probably just barely swiped the thing. <laughs> right. And he was right. bleeding and thought he got him and that he was right. fine. <laughs> right but yeah so that's uh, how i like that legend that's a fun legend mm-hmm. yeah and so so yeah that was as you said in 1370 um 
And so he, so he it's, basically... It's always kind of been, from its inception, it's always kind of been considered this healing spa town. Right. So what, what happened is is Charles IV, um, in 1370, promoted the village to um, a royal town or gave it royal town privileges. It deserves it. Um, yeah. Um, and then, interestingly enough... Um, Charles IV stayed in Carlo Vivari in 1370, 1374, and 1376. Then in 1401, um, King Wenceslas IV confirmed all town privileges to Carlo Vivari, which you know just gave the town the right of asylum and status of an open town without fortification. The spa town's special position was strengthened by the privilege of peace and ban on carrying weapons in the town. So nice. kind of interesting. They Sadly, in... No, you just keep going. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with that. Anyway, sadly, in 1582, there was a disastrous flood um, where um, waters from the ponds on the Tepla River burst the dams and caused a flood on May 9th, 1582. Tire wave wreaked havoc in the town. Back then, there were only 102 houses. 36 of them were destroyed completely. 18 were partially destroyed, and all bridges were swept away. Is there a, a big lake somewhere or something? Um, it's it's rivers. Okay, rivers and ponds around there. Um, then there then another disaster unfortunately befell Carlo, Carlo Vivari in 1604, um, which was what they kind of called the Great Fire of the Spa Town, which broke out on Friday, August 13th, 1604. Um, the house also at that time only had 102 houses. The fire consumed 99 of them. So there were only three houses standing <laughs> after the fire. Uh, this is yeah. actually being one of those, uh, what is that, three? Yeah. Hey, Jim, how's, he, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> your, your house burned down too? <laughs> right. Yeah. I've actually but the, been great. I've been watching TV. Uh, my internet actually hasn't slowed down in the slightest. It's great, right? Because they had they <laughs> had TV and internet in 1604, <laughs> right? And then a hundred years my internet, later, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then a hundred and three years later, Carlo Vivari was named a free royal town, which Emperor Franz Josef the first confirmed all town privileges, and named Carlo Vivari a free royal town. What is free? I'm not 100 percent sure what that means. Oh, I was just about to say, don't ask me that. <laughs> Not 100% sure. So if any of our listeners know, let us know. Um, but yeah, and what's interesting is there's a really famous hotel there. And I also walked by there today. And the hotel has little um, like little golden bricks in the road of famous people who have visited. And you actually see um, Franz Josef um, as one of the blocks. Um, Karl Marx is one of the blocks. Johannes Brahms. Um, uh, Chopin, the famous p- piano players there, Paganini, um, Mozart, quite a few. Also, um, the Russian Tsar Peter the Great stayed in Carlo Vivari in 1711 and 1712. Um, and um, so that was like another big person staying there. It's always crazy so, to yeah. me how different mm-hmm. our American reaction to Karl Marx is to like the European reaction to Karl Marx. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, to our to my excuse me our to my american brain like there's almost this kind of even though like i'm educated and i understand uh that uh like his philosophies and i get it like there is still kind of like this knee-jerk american reaction to like (laughs) carl marx okay that guy yeah he yeah 
yeah, he what a what an idiot. Not like like I feel like he is so like 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 his his uh his his place as not even just like someone not just like the founder of communism. That's just what we call him as in America. But like mm-hmm. as a philosopher and his ideas are so much more than that. Yeah. And he was um, a genius man in my opinion. Right. And it's just it is I just thought about that when he said that cuz I just just had this knee-jerk reaction like yeah. Like okay, right. like he like he uh fucked that up and it was like yeah, he wasn't first of all he he was it's not like he was some sort of like hardcore economist here. He was like, it was so much more than that. Right. Anyways, also another very famous person was Johann uh, Wolfgang von Goethe. He yes. visited Carlo Vivari. Um, he was so much more than an author, but yes, author, Poets. scientist, poet. Scientist. Um, I believe I he was also a science. judge. I mean, oh, there's like a good to institute somewhere, isn't there? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, science back then was in the late 1700s is obviously different than science. Was nowadays. it just like philosophy? The science no, of understanding? No, what it means he, to be no, a, he studied. Alive? I think, I think he was studying a lot of um, like different animal anatomy and skulls and like things like that. Yeah, and sounds like a serial yeah. killer to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so he visited the town about 13 times. Um, there's actually a couple little plaques that, with Goethe uh, who, who there. Who has that number? Thirteen times. Yeah. Who has? Who, who? How do they know that number? Thirteen. Thirteen. I, I don't know because he he went there and he was really famous. I, I don't, don't even know. know if I could name a place that I. I'm sure there's a place I've been to thirteen times. But I you're just not you. on that. You're not on that Goethe status yet. You Gr- gotta, yeah. Granted, I guess if if once my title is more than just analyst slash podcaster no one's heard of slash mm-hmm. terrible son <laughs> maybe then i'll start remember like maybe once it's right. virtuoso poet novelist playwright natural philosopher diplomat civil servant maybe once some of those are thrown into my title i'll remember how many times i've been to a place right so yeah or and other then people uh, do it for me mm-hmm. definitely in in 1807 um there was the first ever production of um, Becherovka. So believe it or not, um, Josef Vitus Becher was a pharmacist. Um, and he produced his famous Carlo Vivari um, liquor known as Becherovka. He acquired the original recipe from um, Christian Froprich, the personal physician of English Prince Maximilian Friedrich von Plettenberg. And fun fact about Becherovka, uh, Be- I can't talk right now. Um, of um, Bekarovka is that they, <laughs> you just um, give up on the accent. You're like Bekarovka. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I did. I'm tired, my man. What can I say? <laughs> Anyways, um, what's interesting is I think only two people actually know the actual like recipe and ingredients. So um, and what's the do they? I wonder, and I I don't ask you because I, I expecting an answer because I I don't expect you to know this, but I wonder if they have a succession plan for that. Oh, I'm sure they do. They have to. I'm sure well, they do. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. It's like if, if right. you have any sort of brains, you'd expect that you're going to die eventually and you still hope the company to continue. Right. Yeah, I don't know how, how they do that, but they're, they're doing something. But yeah, so that was a little history about Carlo Vivari. If you're looking for a relaxing weekend, you want to do some hiking, you want to drink some sometimes tasty mineral water, sometimes not so tasty. You had some ones you were not fans of? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's bound quite, to happen. There's a, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like 12 or 13 of them. Okay. Different springs. So there's quite a few different of them. Different springs. Oh, d- d- unique springs, not different locations. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. 
But yeah. Yeah, so um, check out Carlo Vivari. If you've been there before and you have any other tips or suggestions, please let us know on Instagram. Give Chet some massage tips to really step up his uh, relaxation game. Sorry, Untranslatable 1, Untranslatable Podcast on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast at gmail.com. Because I interrupted you, I was like, oh, no, I got to do it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so let us know if you have any tips or suggestions. Um, We would really appreciate it. So, Jared, you mentioned earlier that um, our song on the pod today is maybe something that you would listen to in a spa. Could yes. you could you give us the title and the artists and explain why? Sure. Uh, here at the Untranslatable Podcast, we love to promote uh, artists from all over the place. You know, we, we try as our hardest to not uh, promote Americans, unless it's apropos, for example, with our Black Twitter episode. But this right. episode, for believe it or not, Carl uh, Carl Vivari, Vivari Carl Carl <laughs> Carl's bad. I'm gonna pull a chat. Uh, Carl's bad uh, didn't leave us much options for uh, modern music to choose from. <laughs> yeah, I really tried hard or to find some music from matter. Carlo Vivari and didn't have much luck. However, what I did find was something that I think I would love to have pumping through my headphones if I was in a spa doing a full-on spa day, not a chat style spa day, which involves drinking water from a plastic bottle and walking. A, uh, ideal spa day where you actually get a massage, you sit in a hot tub, you get some water, then you come back and you... I know, I'm going to go through my whole uh, business plan again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so this song is something that I would love to have in my head. Like it, It's very complex, but also very serene. And mm-hmm. so it's by... Uh, the, main, the main artist is uh, Bink Beats. And he is, and it's the song's called Little Nerves, and it's featuring Niels Bruce. And these are both Dutch uh, uh, producers, I would say. The main guy is uh, Bink Beats. It's his song, and he does most of the production. And Bink Beats is uh, uh, amazing. What he does mm-hmm. is he, um, so, well, let me start with Niels. Niels is just playing a keyboard. Now, I'm going to say just playing. I'm not downplaying what Niels is doing because he's a very good keyboardist. And it's it's not just like playing piano. It's obviously they uh, it's produ- it's a lot of electronic production. So there's a lot of uh, effects on the piano, and he's um, and but but his ma- he's working with two keyboards, one ma- one full size piano, and then another. So let's say I don't know a couple. What I don't know what the standard kind of breakdown is, but like two chords of key size keyboard. Right. I don't know what you call those. Um, I'm not a I'm not a producer. I think one of them's a synth, maybe, or an organ. Probably, yes. Probably a synth is what you'd call it. And then just essentially what it is is just enough keys to make the sound, but not enough to have all the... Un- like, I, I believe what it is is that level of variation with just... Because what a piano is is the re- 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 constant repeats of different... Uh, of the same eight keys. not Or eight, right. eight notes, not keys, but eight notes. And so it, it's... Uh, so usually what one of the smaller pianos would have is maybe one or two different octaves... So you could at least play within that and then uh, make changes on that. So anyway, Niels is using that. And then Bink Beats is the real mastermind behind this thing. So what he's doing is it starts off with him. Um, what's the first thing he's playing? I don't remember the first one. What was the first one? It's like a weird electric drum set, isn't it? He's not playing that. He has an actual drum set in front of him, though, like a simple one. Yeah, but, but he's hitting like these weird symbols that I'm pretty sure are like electric. Okay, 
All right, I don't remember the exact what? order, but let me go through. Let me just go through. I, I watched the video. The watch, and I've noticed this is very similar to the FKJ and Masigo Tadao song. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with the live production thing. And oh, what it does great. for me was it, it's it's like I'm a sucker for that. Like watching that high like high end production and like it really puts it really shuts up those people also that are like um oh that music is just people on their laptops. Uh, just right. it's like no, this is still legitimate artistry and legitimate musicians having to know time, having to know keys, mm-hmm. having to know, you know, key signatures and like what it all the standard things you have to know to be a musician, like just because it's it's and and, and so I I do like to see that like oh, like it's even not even just to like yell at other people, but as a reminder to myself that this isn't just like you typing in what the time signature is and garage band or whatever fruity loops you use and then just putting stuff in that will automatically adjust to the time signature you set like they're ha- they have to stick to the stuff themselves and so right. um some of the things that uh bink beats plays to make this full production and also what i like about it is i'm gonna interrupt myself one more time is it requires having this level of production and having to doing a lot li- it requires live recording of multiple different sections and mm-hmm. so what I like is it also requires a natural uh, buildup. Like what most mm-hmm. songs have is because what it requires is at the b- beginning is for him to get, all right, let me get my the, 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 st- the things in the background that I want to have going the entire time, get those going. And then once those are going, I'm going to start working on something else that I'm going to change around eventually, but it's going to stay on for a while. And so like I do like that it also requires it's a natural buildup of a song. And it has like that sort of arc of a natural song, and so he some of the things he plays, and I'll finally list the instruments he plays: ratchet, drums and tambourine, uh, bass guitar, Glockenspiel. <laughs> I'm so excited to say that one. <laughs> um, a train horn thing, like it's one of those air horns, like a like a like a. Hor- like one of those like, old-fashioned like horns you hear at... I wish I had it on my soundboard. It would make a good soundboard. But one of those old-fashioned horns you hear at like a train station, like an air horn. Not like mm-hmm. an air horn, like a... Not this kind of air horn. But like one of those right. horns that people could also blow through their mouth where it's like a... Right. Train's coming to town. <laughs> there, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, key- uh, keyboards. Um, cymbals. And then... Another obvious would be the loops and then various effects and little machines right. that I don't even really know what they're fully called, but then yeah, various either. synth machines that just um, I've seen them before because I listen to the Hannibal Burst podcast and the producer of it is a um, what I love about the Hannibal Burst podcast is that it great. What I hate about it is that they're inconsistent as shit, unlike the Untranslatable podcast, which is here for you every Monday and Thursday on uh, every platform you could think of. Um, they come out like once every like month or three. But anyway, the uh, the producer of it is a legitimate DJ, so he mm-hmm. has like just the widest variety of toys that they plug in and play with on the show that no really normal podcast would have unless you're like a DJ that actually uses these things. And so right. it's a lot of weird sort of synth things that um that they play around with, and um it's it's just it's it's cool to see them applied on an actual musical level rather than just watching. Even though it's fun to watch. Hannibal Burris and his producer play around with them. It is interesting right. to see how they'd actually be applied 
with time signatures. <laughs> right. It's quite it's quite a quite a trip to watch the video. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, because Bink Beats, I mean, once again, I I hate to downplay Niels' in, in, involvement, but Bink Beats is really just like watching him play uh, with his feet, play the hi-hat and play a bass guitar while playing his bass, uh, excuse me, playing the hi-hat and bass drum with his feet while playing a bass guitar. Just watching that is mind blowing. It's just like it's 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 almost kind of like a mind fuck where it's like you don't it's it's something that you don't expect to see, and it's like you can't even really comprehend like that. Um, like putting those things together, it's like that doesn't go together. Like you should be able to do right. that. You should be able to play this part of a drum and then a bass uh, guitar at the same time. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Yeah, but it's fun to watch and check it out and listen to it on our uh, Twitter, Untranslatable One. It's there. And um, enjoy it. It's long, but mm-hmm. it's worth it. It builds up, and it and it's just great to watch. I feel bad. I, I really feel bad blabbering on as I watch Chad yawn in front of me because it is late where you are. I honestly feel good. bad now. You're as good. I was waxing poetic about that song I was, in my head, I was like, "Shut up, shut up." Ch- it's a, no, you're good. It's a great song, and I think you you definitely did it justice. Oh, um, thank so you. check it out. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. Little nerves. By Bink Beats featuring Niels um, Bros. So check that out. You said that like a German. I think that's how the Dutch maybe also say it. Maybe. I probably. don't know though. One of my favorite, shout out to the Dutch too. One of my favorite bands or groups invol- is called Foreign Exchange, which involves a rapper mm-hmm. and a uh, producer. And their producer, Nicolay, is also Dutch. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, Jared, I have tried to find a good check word of the pod that would be related to Carlo Vivari, and okay. uh, I found one that came very easy, which is the check word pramen, and pramen means spring or well. Well, there you go. That I'm sure that that word gets a lot of use in uh, Carlo Vivari. You'll see pramen at every one of the different springs in the colonnades. Okay. So my favorite is Pramen 8, which is Václav. Do any and of the, these springs have unique names to it? Like, for example, these they beers all do. have fun they all names. Have, they all have different names. Are they like fun names? I mean, they're all Czech names, yeah. I mean, you got Václav, you have... What's Václav mean? Do you know what any of them It's just mean? a name. It's okay. just a name. So Okay, um, so it's not like naming a beer or something like that. Where it's there's like an, well, there's another one that's... Um, there's another one, though, that's um, the Svoboda Spring, which means freedom. Okay. That's cool. So, so yeah, they have different, they have completely different names. But yeah, so check those out. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our episode on the road again for Carlo Vivari. I would like to leave all of our listeners with a quote, because as we've mentioned, Carlo Vivari is key for relaxation and uh, serendipity and everything. Serenity uh, is the word you're looking for. Serendipity is happiness, but I guess that too. But I, think I would say it would be serenity. both. But yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and serenity. So yes. I'm not going to say what you meant to say, but I'm going to say and serenity. Yeah, all of the above. Um, so yes. So uh, my quote of the pod today is, um, the time to relax is when you don't have time for it. By Sidney J. Harris, Who who's actually a writer and columnist for the Chicago Tribune back in the day. But I think he's right. And sometimes you might just have to plan your trip to Carlo Vivari, even if you uh, don't have the time, you got to make time for it. I mean, that's perfect where it's like whenever you're telling, I mean, once again, perfect also coming off the heels of that work life balance episode 
mm-hmm. where it's like whenever you are telling yourself that you don't have time to relax or don't have time to stop, that might be true at, in the moment. And, you know, this is also an idyllic uh, quote. So, like, let's be realistic about it. Whenever you say that, that might be true, but that also means that um, you have to realize that you have to give yourself a break. And mm-hmm. if you're telling yourself that you're um, too exo- or too busy to um, to relax, that probably means that I need to remind myself that this sort of work, this sort of like excessive work, needs to have some sort of expiration date on it that I set and allow myself time to relax and, re- and refresh myself, which is a great place to do it. And is Carlo Vivati, Czech Republic. Yes, it is. So we hope you guys all uh, at some point have an opportunity to get some little R&R in Carlo Vivari, Czech Republic. It's very beautiful. We'll have pictures coming up very soon on our Instagram account, Untranslatable Podcast. Um, so check those out. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I tried to hike to some good spots to get some really good pictures for all of you. Um, also, um, slide into our DMs at Twitter. Let us know what you think about our episodes and some places where you might want to hear some uh, on the road again in the future at Untranslatable One. And also feel free to send us an email. We would love to hear from you at the Untranslatable Pod or sorry, at Untranslatable Podcast at gmail.com. We thank you all so much for your support and we look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah.